Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season four, episode 19, the one with all the haste. So hasty. Not paste, but haste. Um, We were not hasty in beginning to record this episode. How long have we been on the phone already, Renee? Two hours and 45 minutes, maybe give or take 15 minutes. Okay, so it's actually been (laughs) almost three hours. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. Whoopsies. So oftentimes when Renee, we'll just give you a little sneak peek behind the scenes. (laughs) We'll give you a little three hour sneak peek. Yeah. (laughs) We've recorded the whole thing. Here it is. No, what we often do is... We will set a time that we want to record. We'll call each other. And then if there's anything we want to catch up on, we'll catch up on stuff. And then we record and start talking about the episode. Um, but apparently we had a lot to catch up on today. <laughs> I guess. I basically gave Ashley a play-by-play on everything I've done and ate in the last week and month. It was good. It was really interesting. And I blabbed about who knows what. I can't even remember because it was obviously so not important. Yep. But we've already tried to solve some world problems. We have not come to any solutions just yet. But I feel like we're near making a breakthrough. We're We're really close. close. We're really close. Yeah. Any day now, I'm sure. Welcome. So now three hours in, welcome to the (laughs) Best Friends Club podcast has entered the group chat. (laughs) It has. (laughs) Um, Yes. Very not hasty, but it's always good to catch up with you. And honestly, like, I know, I think we've said this before. Um, but this podcast is such a good way for two best friends who live long distance to be able to talk to each other. And we heard from somebody, um, somebody who listens said that she and her best friend, um, are long distance, but both listen to this podcast. And so hi, hi, you two, um, (laughs) (laughs) listening and we get it and you get it. So it's. I actually Maybe. suggested that they start a podcast, and um, one of them said, we would, but the only thing we both know enough about is friends, and you guys are already covering that, so we'll just leave it to you and yeah. listen along. So maybe they just like, have I don't know about hour. us being... Yeah, they're just having three-hour conversations without recording a podcast. Without recording so it, yeah. Maybe they're doing it right. <laughs> Sounds like a lot less work, so well done, guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fun. Okay, well, should we, (laughs) since we've already talked about literally everything else, should we dive into it? I guess. I love the opening of this episode with the singing man. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited to do it. Morning's here. Morning is here. Sunshine is near. There's something the morning's here. And Rachel's like, hey. And she stops him. Oh, Rachel. Like the second time we seem super grumpy, Rachel, which I love. Which I relate to. Oh, yeah. Ashley is not. Ashley's not an awake person. That's the thing. It's not like an intentional grumpy. I can't limit it to just morning. It's if Ashley's not awake, she is not awake. There's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation going on with me, but it's like my sleeping alter ego. And so, um, yeah, if I'm asleep and you try to wake me up, I unconscious, like not conscious, don't realize I doesn't am remember. a monster. Yeah. 
I could always tell people would always get really um worried afraid. that she was mad at them and kind of afraid <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and I was like you can tell the difference because when she is awake she opens her eyes and when she's asleep she's like pushing her eyes together really expressively with a lot of eyebrows and like but my eyes are together eyes they never open yeah um for the most part it's angry Ashley anyway I do remember there was a few times where you're like very sweet when you wake up and she just like smiles and like hee and like tucks herself back in and goes back to sleep but that's like she doesn't remember that either but if she's like communicating with you and you woke her up and she doesn't remember being woken up she's it's probably not going to be pretty it's so it's so weird like <laughs> it is weird um but yeah I'm very whereas the opposite is Renee like Renee likes to do this thing where she pretends she's not sleeping and is like <laughs> I'll be like, Renee, are you asleep? No, no, totally awake. No, I heard everything you just said. (laughs) And I'm like, what what just happened? And you're like, just, uh, I said I'm awake. Why? Like, (laughs) I don't know stuff. (laughs) You get upset when we like try to call you on it. And it's just funny because I don't know why. It's like, you're allowed to be asleep. Just admit it. And you're like, so determined to lie it is that you're awake. the one thing I consistently <laughs> lie about. And then later I'm like, I don't know why I lied about that. I was totally yes. asleep. But the next for day, some Renee's reason like, in the moment, I'm, I'm like, I'm asleep, no, I'm, I'm definitely awake. I I don't know if it's your Monica, always the hostess. Yeah, hostess, know. like, I don't know. There's something about it. But it was just like, Renee, you're straight up sleeping. And she's like, no, oh, yeah. I'm not. And I have all these little tactics that I do. Like if someone starts laughing, I'm like, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> That was really funny. So I pretend like I'm awake and I'm like, oh, fooled him again. Nice work, Renee. And then I go back to sleep, which why? I don't why? know. I, I don't know. know. I can't answer for sleeping me. <laughs> See, maybe um, you just need like the freedom. Maybe you just need to feel free because like whenever I'm falling asleep on the couch, which has been happening a lot more frequently these days, maybe it's old age. Yeah. I don't know. But like we'll be watching something and I'll start to fall asleep on the couch and like, Ben will like poke me from the other side of the couch or something and he'll be like you asleep and I'm just like yep like I'm just like yeah yeah I'm sleeping that's just it is what it is like the really interesting thing is that no one has ever made me feel bad about falling asleep everybody's just like oh are you asleep do you want to go to bed and I'm like no no I'll stay up forever but I think it might be that it's that I'm not ready to stop hanging out yeah, it's the FOMO um, or something. I really do think it's the FOMO because even like, I'm like, oh, if we go to bed, like that means today's over. And mm. yeah, I don't know. I See, because when I'm asleep on the couch, I'm not like, yeah, let me go to bed. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sleeping right here. Like you keep enjoying this TV show. I'm just going to sleep through it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Mm. But Yeah. If you out there, tell us, are you, are you a sleeper, a lying sleeper, a mean sleeper, happy yeah, sleeper? Yeah, you a mean sleeper. A, a sleep talker? Ashley, I was going to say, Ashley, well, I guess we can talk about that in the next episode. We'll see. What we should. Act- I know. Isn't that funny? There's, yeah. There's sleep talkers in the next one. Yeah, let's There is. That. We'll save those stories for next time. Um, But yeah, the mornings here guy is like classic friends. And such I a love- good moment. I love when Joey's when Joey's like, I love that guy. Morning. I know. <laughs> the morning. It's so good. Like, Shut up. <laughs> I know. It's so good. I love um, it. 
So Rachel comes out and she's really upset and she's complaining. And like, fair enough. I get it. She hates that apartment. It sucks. Yeah. I agree with Rachel in that. When Monica's like, you could just do what I do. She's like, you don't even have a bed. You just sleep in a ball on the floor. Which is is terrible. Which I guess Monica did lose their mattresses to the guys. So I could, I guess maybe she just has a pallet (laughs) on the floor. But, um, but, um, yeah, when, when she's like, and she's like, I hate the color of these walls, da, 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 all this stuff. And yeah, and she's like, you don't even, you sleep in a ball on the floor. And then Monica's like, do you know what? I've tried so hard to make this place nice. And all you've done is complain. Mm-hmm. I also agree with Monica on that one. Like, I get that Rachel's really upset, but she hasn't done anything to try to make it better. And in fact, Monica's tried and she hasn't even said thank you. She's just been angry the whole time. But it's like, maybe she just doesn't want it to be real and doesn't maybe. want to accept that she lives there now. Yeah. Well, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. It is. And like, okay, let's just keep going with this one, huh? With the girls uh-huh. and the yeah. apartment thing. So mm-hmm. um, they they um, are trying to figure out ways they can get their apartment back. And so they come over to the guy's apartment and Rachel's like, we've got these season tickets to the Knicks. And originally mm-hmm. I thought that it was just one game, but it's like, it's actually like the whole season's worth of tickets. Yeah. That's why they call it season tickets. Yeah. Well, I thought it was, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, that is a very good trade in my humble opinion. Um, yeah. Considering like... When it all comes down to it, they're not going to be able to do this forever. They're not on the lease. It's going to fall apart eventually, right? Also, like, Joey doesn't even care. It's so I know. obvious. When he's he like, what are they care. mad about? They got the apartment back. Yeah, like, he's. It, it makes no difference to him. Chandler's really the only one that's hanging out for it. And, and I, I'm also... I've been trying to figure out, like, why is he why? so adamant yeah. on this? I just don't what understand. Do you think? I don't know. I will say, like, once they've moved, it's kind of like, okay, the hard part's done, and now they do have a nicer apartment. I wouldn't really want to give it up either, but I wouldn't be so adamant. But, like, I'm with Joey when it all is all said and done. He's like, oh, you know, we're, we were there, and now we're here. Oh, and here. Oh, I don't like, want to move I, again. <laughs> I wouldn't move again. There's no way. I was told, Matt, if we sell this house, all my stuff is staying with it. I'm taking my photo albums, and my external hard drive, and the cat, and that's about it. Everything else is staying behind. I'm not taking it with me. Never fits properly anyway. May as well just sell it as is and get new furniture. Um, yeah, I was wondering that same thing about Chandler because I was like, I do get that this apartment's nicer, but like, and like, like Joey couldn't care less. And so for Chandler, it's kind of like, just name your price. Like, why do you care so much about the apart? Like, you could literally have anything you want. Like, just name it. I don't know. It just seems weird. And when he's like, my bachelor pad. And they're like, right. have you even had a girl up here? And he's like, well, no, but Joey has. Like, that's true. But yeah, especially when the, so when like the girls move back and he's like, they stole our apartment. We're getting it back. Da, da, da. It's like, Chandler, just move back to the boys' apartment. It suits you. Yeah. Like, make it nicer. You could have. Yeah. You're the ones that decided to get a chicken and duck and make the place smell like bird. Exactly. Ugh. I know. So gross to be inside. So um, gross. I did, a, I did a shoot the other day and there were chickens on the property and we couldn't find them. And I was like, are, are they inside? 
We've definitely seen that before. Were they? Um, they weren't. They were hiding in a bush, avoiding us. Oh. Which, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wouldn't want chickens inside my house. Um, no, they're stinky. There's no way. Oh, yeah, real stinky. Um, but, yeah, the girls are trying really hard to get their apartment back. And I'm like, if I – I mean, even if I weren't the guys, I think I might still take the next tickets. Season passes? It's awesome. I know. That's amazing. That would be such a cool – that would be such a cool trade, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's all about. But the girls try to, they try to do another bet. And I, <laughs> Phoebe, this whole thing, she's just such good comedic relief this episode. I know. And it's she's so like, and they're like, let's let Phoebe decide. And she's like, okay, I have a game. It's called Phoebe Ball. No, it doesn't have a name. <laughs> it doesn't have a name. <laughs> I know. No, it she's doesn't have so a name. cute. I love when she says Phoebe Ball, too, and she, like, presents herself, like, Phoebe Ball. Yeah, yeah. It's Phoebe Ball. And, no. And, like, also, it has nothing to do with – it's a card game. But, anyway, it's basically – oh, no, no, it's not. Oh, it's guessing about the trees. (laughs) Yes. What is your favorite thing about trees? And I like how she's, like, holding back the other side as if they're going to, like, jump. Oh, I just love Phoebe. So Rachel says – Rachel or Monica, I can't remember, says – oh, it's Monica, says green – and then she goes, okay, five points. Joey, same question. And I was like, super serious. He only gets two points. We were going for leafy. 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 <laughs> and they're just like, this isn't a game. And that's true. That would have got so confusing had they kept down that track. So they start to basically just do high card, low card. On a deck of cards, they don't call ace as high or low. That's a little mm-hmm. bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah. So what do you think? Is ace high or low? Um, I think you have to call it. Because it could what be either. Mean? Oh, like, in advance. If you don't, yeah, like if you don't, if you don't say which one it is, it could be either. That's my opinion. I agree. I agree. But if you were going to call it, what would you say? Oh, I'd call it high. Yeah, same. The way Even that we do it, yeah. In rummy, it can be, well, it can be low a lot of times, but I would say like as far as power goes, ace usually holds a lot of power. So I would call it high. Yeah. So um, in, the um, me and Ben's house rules version of Rummy, <laughs> which we're still not sure we're playing properly, um, but we tried to get into it during lockdown. Um, what we read was that it can be either. It just can't be the bridge that like connects. You can't go like that's how King, I play. Ace two three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't do that, but you can use it as high or you can use it as low. So that's yeah, why I'm like Ace King eh, Queen or it can be Ace two three. Yep. So unless you call mm-hmm. it, that's that's our version. Um, yeah. And so then they play again. The guys win. I just kind of feel like I don't know why the guys. Oh, I guess because Joey really wants the next tickets. Because I was gonna say they tried this whole like let's bet something else right after the girls lost the first time, mm-hmm. and that's how Monica lost the mattresses, and that was the whole like, you know. I don't remember what it was, but, like, it just seems weird that they went for a card game now after all this time, but I guess it was because the Knicks tickets and Joey wanted them so bad. Totally. And I don't actually know why the girls keep betting. I'm like, you just keep losing. I know. I would not keep betting. I feel like they could have been, like, we'll set you up with, like, two hot girls that we know or something. For our I think apartment in back. the end, the, the way it happened is the way it had to happen. 
Yeah, it is pretty funny. So, okay, let's keep going then so we can get there. So, um, so the guys leave for the Knicks game. Yeah, and like you said, Joey's like, what are they mad about? They got their apartment back because <laughs> he just doesn't care at this point. Well, I also um, love when he's like, my dad, every year the company gave season tickets to the best salesmen. And my dad wasn't in the sales division, but I never forgot <laughs> that he didn't win. It's like, well, That talks more about corporate corporate incentive structure. Because how come only mm-hmm. the salespeople get that? Everyone's part of the team. <laughs> anyway, that's part of my organizational psychology podcast. Um, and incentive <laughs> Ooh, structures. Enticing. Okay, that is like what we talked about for two hours of the three hours we were talking before. Yeah, this. you're actually right. It wasn't me. It was Renee telling me interesting work drama and me having a Title IX discussion with her about it. So anyway. Yeah, um, we're really interesting off air and on air. Um, obviously. Don't get it twisted, guys. <laughs> um, yes, so so the guys go to the game. And when they come back, I love that womp, they womp. like... They're like, let's go give the girls these T-shirts as, like, a nice gesture. So they go back to their old apartment. Chandler's freaking out because it's all their stuff in it, which is such a fun little scene. Oh, it's such a good reveal. Joey grabs a beer and sits down because, again, he doesn't care or notice and then realizes, yeah, like, like, nothing is happening. A full 30 seconds later, he realizes. And so they go over to the girls' apartment and they knock and they're like, what the hell's going on? And the girls answer and they're like, we took our apartment back. We'll discuss it in the morning. How come they're so angry? I've always wondered like why they answer the door so angrily. I think it was less anger and more with force. Oh, okay. So it's trying to just be like, this isn't open for discussion type thing. Yes. Yes. Case closed. We did what we did. We will discuss it tomorrow. Bye. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking, like, maybe it's because they're tired because they literally just had to move two apartments worth of stuff in, like, three hours. Maybe. That could be it, too. I I would have loved to see some of those scenes of them, like, running back and forth with crap in the hallway, you know? Yeah. The couch and stuff. Really, it was just the... uh... Prop department that had to do art all department. That. Yeah, <laughs> Renee knows yeah. the pain. Poor, poor art department. Oh, they were like, they wait, were probably- they're gonna change apartments and then change them back five episodes later. Oh my god! I was gonna gosh. say, I was like, when the art department got the script, they were probably like, <sighs> yeah, great, fun, love awesome, this plot. great, love thanks this- so much for that. Love this storyline for you. <laughs> yeah, love um, that story. Love this journey for me. That's what it is. Love that journey for you. <laughs> Love that moment. Um, yes. So poor art department. We feel you guys. Um, yeah. So then, so the guys, uh, <laughs> Phoebe opens the door and is like, I had nothing to do with this. Okay. It was my idea, which is so funny. So the guys <laughs> I burst feel in. bad about it. The guys burst in and Rachel and Monica are like, we knew you might feel this way. So we have a backup offer. You let us keep the apartment, and as a thank you, Rachel and I will kiss for one minute. And of course, the guys go for that one, which I feel like 60 seconds of kissing when it's actually being counted as 60 seconds and you're kissing your friend and two people are watching. Has to be would, so long. It would feel – because, okay, I don't know if you've ever seen um, – there was this, like, really cringy moment on The Bachelor a while ago where they had to, mm-hmm. like – 
it was one of the dates and it was like break the world Guinness book of world records for the longest kiss and it was like five minutes or something like that and so they had to literally stand on this platform with their lips touching for five minutes and it was just like so weird and just it's so awkward because you know so I just could imagine like 60 seconds of having to like be interlocked lips would feel like forever yeah in this situation I think I've kissed for longer than five minutes before Oh, yeah, but it's like, but like kissing and like moving your lips away and coming back in to kiss. Like, this was like, this Guinness book is like five minutes, like your lips have to be touching at all times for five <laughs> minutes. Like, no <laughs> pulling back for like air and then, you know, like kissing again, okay. like, like gotcha. uninterrupted lip contact for five minutes, which I, I think is a very unnatural way to kiss. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, but yeah, in this in this context, I feel like um, one minute would feel like forever. Yeah, totally. So it works, though. Yeah. And what, like, they're so gross. The boys. Yeah. Guys are gross, I think, in general, but yeah. yeah they are. <laughs> like that, you, you turn down Nick's tickets, but watching them kiss one time, like a fleeting moment, please. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think it's weird. But hey, whatever. Maybe it was some fantasy they've had. So sure. But anyway, the girls get their apartment back is the net net. Yay. Yay. Everything is right again. Yes. Everything is right in the world. the guy's apartment got like a nice little glow up that it deserved. It did. Because it was grimy. Um, It was. But I I know that they had that yellow couch when they moved to the girls' apartment, but they didn't actually have that in the guys' apartment before they moved to the girls, did they? No, I don't think so. So it was like a new purchase for the girls? Yeah, they might have got it for the girls' apartment. I don't know. Okay, that makes sense, because I could have sworn it was just like some fabric couch back there before. Yeah. But the art department can write to us and tell us. Um... Yeah, so um, so that's pretty much it for that one. I mean, that's such an iconic thing. And I do love how so Phoebe was like, if you would have just kissed the first time, you would have never had to move apartments. <laughs> and they're like, let's pretend Ooh, that's let's not, not true. Pretend. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just would but, rather not. Yeah, I do hate moving as well, so that would be a real pain. But if I was the girls, I'd do it to get the apartment back. If I was the guys, I think they just need to let it go. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So then now we can talk about the haste. We can talk about the two crazy people. Haste. Yeah. So um, Ross is being pretty annoying this episode. Oh, my gosh. Um, so and, annoying. And I'm like, starts... David Bowie. <laughs> okay. Well, first, <laughs> Emily says, blimey. I can't believe you got an earring. And I do know that blimey is a thing English people say, but it just sounds so bizarre coming out of her mouth like that. I know. And I think that she's Northern English, which I think she's from like... Manchester. Manchester. (laughs) Yeah. Or um, like, what's the one that starts with an N? Norfolk? I remember. It's not Norfolk. It's somewhere else. Newcastle. 
Oh, okay. Oh, Newcastle sound like leprechauns. They're like yeah, you're Essex, right. aren't it's they? It's not Newcastle. Uh, it's different than Essex. Anyway, I think she's from like mid-north England. And like even the way she talks regularly and then saying blimey, even they could have written that in. But anyway, her accent feels northern to me. Okay. Is blimey a northern thing you're saying? More northern, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Not like a London Look, like, thing. People say it in New Zealand sometimes, and there's plenty of English people here in New Zealand sure. that say it. Yeah. It doesn't sound yeah. weird, but for some reason it sounded weird coming out of her mouth in this situation. Blimey. But... Me. <laughs> Blimey, Ross, I can't believe... <laughs> anyway. That was great. Do it. Good job. Do that again. I will... I was her understudy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... So she's like, I can't believe you got an earring. And Ross does the whole like, yeah, who am I? David Bowie. And she's like, does he do that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, whatever. But he does that whole speech again about like, Ugh. oh, I'm just so fun and spontaneous when you're around. And I love the guy that I am. Can we unpack this again? I know we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, it's still really weird to me because I think that Emily is like, oh, my gosh, you're so crazy. I can't believe you did that. But there's nothing that she does that tells me that she is encouraging this kind of behavior. I think that he just thinks, I think that he feels wild because their romance is like kind of spontaneous and fun. Yeah. And so it, it makes him feel like a little more free in life, which he should feel anyway. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he says all that stuff. Maybe, okay, so because he does, you know, maybe because they wound up in Vermont on their first date, we don't know who encouraged that, but, like, maybe he thinks that, like, she's this fun, carefree, spontaneous, whatever, because he says stuff and she goes along with it, or she says yeah. stuff and he makes it happen, because, you know, he's good mm-hmm. at making stuff happen, um, like, if if you know, if he can tell that the girl he's with wants something, he's unless it's space from him, he's pretty mm-hmm. good. Right. <laughs> unless she he's needs pretty- to go back to her home country. Right. Or have an uninterrupted work day. Um, unless it's those two things. <laughs> unless it's reasonable boundaries, <laughs> he can do it. Unless reasonable boundaries, like, I'm sorry. That's just asking too much. Male colleagues. Um. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah, but anyway, but, you know, he does, like, he can go out a limb to make things happen and do those romantic gestures and whatever. That's kind of his forte. But, like, mm-hmm. so maybe that, maybe the whole, like, you know, their first date turning into this weekend in Vermont makes him think that, like, helicopter lessons and, you know, this, like, very um, physically demanding sport and the earring and whatever, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know if he's trying to impress her or if I don't know what it is, um, yeah, maybe like you said, maybe it's like he's feeling like a more free, spontaneous version of himself, which we know he think normally so. isn't. But he's like, yeah, he's just like, oh, I just love this guy. Part of me is like, you're still in the honeymoon phase. Like, like we said last time or a couple episodes, I can't remember, we'd said like, she doesn't have to go to work when she's there. Like, she doesn't have to pay bills and do like go to the post office and do boring annoying stuff and like mm-hmm. you can kind of you know you can kind of you don't have you guys don't have to go grocery shopping together which like when you're in the initial part of a relationship like that stuff is fun but like it's all the initial honeymoon stuff of the relationship yeah totally so I don't know I just think 
I guess I, I think I'm also the type of person where like, if somebody told me this, this many times and this incessantly that like they loved the person they were when they were around me, it would make me feel like there was a lot of pressure on my shoulders to help them fulfill something in themselves that they're not fulfilling normally. Ding, 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 ding. And well, I don't like you've that. reached the Ross hotline. But I mean like some people love to be needed. Some people love to be wanted. They love to be in that like like I assume like the Enneagram 2 type of person mm-hmm. loves to be needed. But like and and would like that, would think like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I, you know, I bring out something in them and I complete something in them. And to me, I'm like, uh, no, because what if something happens? Like you obviously are looking at me for having some sort of power, control or responsibility over you that I don't want. Yeah, I think Ross, um, when you said the word control, I heard Ross and I think that he just kind of likes that. Like, he kind of puffs up at being admired by her, by Emily. Yeah. And so I think there's something in the sh- – I shock value is probably a bit strong. But, like, oh, my gosh, you're so wild and crazy. I can't believe you keep doing these, like – Yeah, he keeps trying to impress her. Things. Right? Yes. And she keeps reacting to it. So he is getting that, right. like – reinforcement that oh my gosh it's so wild and crazy and you're so cool and I can't believe you did that and it's so so insane and oh my goodness I can't believe we're doing this that he is on a high from that type of attention yeah where before he was just like freaking out when he wasn't getting Rachel's attention so it's kind of a contrast Rachel kind of had her own thing going on and she was becoming much more self-sufficient and yeah. that is what he felt like she was slipping away. It's like, no, she's not slipping away. You still have a relationship with her. She's just also her own person now and feeling like a confident version of that person. And that's where he started to feel threatened. Yeah. And I guess like there's been a you know, there was a few times in their kind of like petty breakup phase where she mm-hmm. was just like, I'm so glad I'm not dating somebody boring. And so I wonder if that's something too is like maybe he's like, you know, Emily doesn't see me as boring. She sees me as so fun and adventurous and spontaneous and crazy. You know, I'm getting it's it's like the high of feeling like that when you've just been told that you were boring and predictable yeah, and routine. It could be. But I also, like, can't help but get instantly annoyed when she's like, it's time for me to pack. And he's like, no, don't pack. Just stay here. Who cares about work? You don't need a career. Just stay here and be my girlfriend full time, officially, as a job. Oh, look, like 100%. But before we get to that, I do actually, I want to go back to the whole, Sorry, I just wanted to be annoyed. No, it's okay. You can, (laughs) you'll have plenty of time to be annoyed. I will allow it. Okay, good. Thanks. Because I'm annoyed too. So, but I just was like the thing I was saying about somebody somebody saying that like I love who I am when I'm with you. That's a nice thing to say. I get that. That's nice. That's kind. But this whole like I'm a whole other person when I'm with you and I love totally. it and and like making such a like dramatic a big deal not, about it. You're not a two, but you're much more of a two than I am. I'm and a wing two, but I don't get my um I don't need to be needed quite as much as a two. But you do need to be needed somewhat. I like, like it. You like to be. So so that so I kind of wanted to ask you from that perspective, 
Like, yeah. Is there anything so, about this that you would find like, oh, like, how would you feel about it? Basically. See, and I don't think that Ross wants to be needed as much as he likes being admired. No, no, sorry. I think I'm saying Emily. Like, this is like because it's him saying that he needs Emily, and so Emily's the one who's being needed to keep Ross as this person that he enjoys. So it's like I don't mm. it, like he doesn't like who he is normally, but he needs Emily to to like who he is. And so I'm like, would somebody who's more of a two be like, oh great, a role I can fill? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I see. I don't actually think I would like that very much. I think that's like an unhealthy version of a person. Yeah. Of a two. Um, to like being like, oh great, here's a here's a void I can fill. Where it's like, oh, I I can help you in this way, like I can support you and assist you, but like, oh, I can only be this person when you turn me into this person. I agree with you. It's way too much pressure. And um I'd be like, well, what happens when you're with me and you don't feel, you don't like feel that, that way person anymore. anymore? Yeah, exactly. Like, once the spark is gone, which it will be, like, and not saying that that's a bad thing, just saying it's normal. Like, I wouldn't trade all the spark of the beginning of my relationship for the, like, love and care and depth that it has now at all. You couldn't pay me to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, it was fun and it was great, but this is so much better. And I think Ross really likes the newness and the spark. And I'm not saying that's all he likes, but I just don't know what the depth is here that he, I don't know what's going to happen when the shininess wears off and he can only get so many body parts pierced and only (laughs) take so many dangerous lessons and play like a shocking new sport. Like that's all going to end. You know? And the interesting thing is when he's like, I signed up for helicopter lessons or skydiving or whatever. And they were like, what? And he goes, I don't have to do it. She leaves. And so it's like. Right. You it's know it's you a are. charade. Yeah. yeah. Charade. Charade. You know it's a facade. I think I just combined charade and facade. Yeah. I think say charade. They do, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> you never watched Downton Abbey, but they said charades, but they're super British. They said dumb. That's what the word is. I thought it was spelled downtown. No. Are you sure, Renee? Because I thought it was downtown Abbey before I started watching. Well, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Downton, but it's spelled downtown. It's D-O-W-N-T-O-N. Okay. You're right. I just Googled it. Okay. Because you know how they also like spell it Gloucestershire and pronounce it Gloucester? So like I ain't trusting the British. (laughs) Say it again. Anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of – I remember there was like – it looked like Leicester. Oh, yeah. And it's Leicester. Yeah. Like Leicester Square. Yeah. Stop that. Do you remember when you were first in in New Zealand and you were like, how do you say this word, Q-U-A-Y? And I was like, key. And you're like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because – my because my you said key, like, you said quay. My roommates were like, "Oh, where's your office?" And I was like, "Oh, it's down on um, the quay." And they were like, "Key." And I was like, "No, no, it's quay." And they were like, "No, sweetie, it's pronounced key." And I was like, "Then why is it spelled Q? Why is it spelled quay? Why? <laughs> it doesn't make sense at it all. It does not. It does not make sense. But do you know what? The English language is one of those ones that does not follow any rules. So." Yeah. Props to people so if who you have, have it. if you have Quay sunglasses, um, I'm here to tell you they're actually Are, called is that a brand? Key sunglasses. Yeah, 
it's an Australian sunglass brand, and it's spelled yeah, Quay, but it's, it's key. It's super pronounced Chrissy Teigen key. did a really great campaign for them, and she's like, I'm looking for my keys. I'm looking for my keys. And she's, like, sorting oh. through all these actual, like, keychains. Keys, yeah. And then I think her daughter's like, Mommy, they're on your head. And I was like, oh. that was a great way to go about that. Like, to teaching, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's I thought it was cool. good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry if um, you so Ross have also is on been the quay. foiled by the the quay anyway all right back to downton yeah. what were we talking about <laughs> before downton abbey downton abbey ross um, and his um his oh on downton abbey they say something oh sharad sharad shahzara right yeah so i hear what you're saying like i don't know i guess but okay here's another thing so i'm also somebody who very, very, very slow moving in relationships, very skeptical of any like being swept away. Mm-hmm. And you're very much the not I wouldn't say like the opposite, but like you know, pretty different, pretty different. So so you like, do you understand what's going on with Ross here and the whole like just feeling like it's quote unquote right? Yeah, but I don't think that he feels like it's right. He says that. I, I know, but I don't. You don't believe him? Real with himself? No, I don't. I think that there's a difference between knowing that something is exciting and what is sustainable. At least that's how I felt. Like even when Matt and I were in the beginning, it was very romantic, very swept away. But I knew what was sustainable and what wasn't, and what was like the newness and what was reality. You know. Um, but I don't think that Ross is looking for that. I think Ross is looking to numb the pain of life. And not be alone. So. I would agree with you on that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that he is mainly looking to numb the feeling of being alone. And Emily definitely cures that because it's exciting. She sweeps in and out every few weeks. Um, Something to look forward to. Something exotic. Exactly. And I still maintain that even if everything would go right at the wedding, it would not have lasted because they don't have a foundation. And I'm not saying that time equals foundation I think that reality equals foundation so Ross is not being himself and we know for sure that if you can't be yourself in a relationship it will crumble eventually because you can't keep up a facade forever like you truly can't unless you are an actual psychopath and you can like switch it on and off I don't think Ross is a psychopath so I think that eventually the facade would wear down and they would be left with nothing except for the memory of what was. Tension so, and problems and you don't fit the image of who I yes. thought you were without the words and to even communicate that. Ross yeah. constantly putting pressure on Emily or Emily in putting pressure on herself to make him that guy, that exciting, yeah. cool guy. Ugh, I would not want and that I, job. It's not sustainable. And I think that, that that's the difference. Like – I really do think like you could be together a month or you could be together 10 years. Um, It's not that one is better than the other. But if you aren't being yourself, it's not going to work either way. Yeah. So. Well, that's a good. That's a good. Thank you, psychologist Renee. We all owe you a hundred dollars for the hour. Just Um, send me Venmo. Renee at best friends club podcast at Venmo.com. Guys, don't send Venmo. It's real. Real. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't send your money there. Don't send anybody money. (laughs) No, please do not. 
Um, keep your money. Spend it on yourself. It's a pandemic. Um, or donate it but, or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. That word donate. Um, <laughs> spend it on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, I look, I think that's really wise because for me, like what you were saying about found time doesn't necessarily equal foundation. I am somebody that like, even if something felt super right after six weeks, I could never let myself believe mm-hmm. that. Even if I like, I'm just too skeptical, too cautious, too like with feelings and emotions and all that type of stuff that like, I would just be like way too hesitant to do that. And so... um. So for me, like, I am like a, nope, we're just going to put, like, let's put a, a timestamp on it because at least then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't hurt or whatever. Um, but I think it's a good point that you mentioned of, like, it's not necessary. Because, see, I'm that way. But then you do hear about people who are like, oh, yeah, my parents, you know, got engaged after three dates and they've been married for 50 years. Like, you do hear that type of stuff. And I'm like, wow, I feel like even if I knew after three dates that I wanted to marry somebody, I still wouldn't because I would just be way too worried about, like, what could go wrong. Um, So it's interesting to hear your take on it, that it's not necessarily a time thing. It's more of, like, a, are we actually being our authentic selves? Is this sustainable, et cetera? Cool. Um, so Renee, now is your opportunity to be annoyed because <laughs> I'm um, so ready. <laughs> she has been waiting. I've um, been waiting with bated breath. Yeah, because with she's been waiting with <laughs> angry uh, exhales through her breathing. It was angry exhales through your nostril. That's how I breathe oh, when I'm annoyed. Like a, like a um, like a what do you call it? Dragon? A bull? Dragon? <laughs> yeah, sure. That too. Yes, just like um, the, the eye roll and the exhaling through the nose. So, okay. So we're going to move to the part where Emily is in New York annoyed. again because now she owns stock in whatever airline she's flying on. <laughs> I just want to um, I just want to reiterate how annoyed I am. I used this recently. Um, somebody gave a really crappy excuse at work. And I messaged someone else and was like, I'm going to be late today because my eyes have rolled so far back into my head that it's caused temporary <laughs> blindness. So I'm going to need a minute. And that's how I feel with Ross. Like, I want to roll my eyes all the way back and, like, throw my body and be like, just, like, <sighs> leave them there for a minute. Exactly. Like, that's yes. the breathing I was doing. That, yes. But you were like, <sighs> it was through my nose. It sounded like a pug. Rude. You sound like a pug. <laughs> you sound like a pug. Pugs are cute. Don't let so Ross jokes on you. Like, it's true. You, <laughs> Don't let Ross tear you us sound apart. and look like yeah. <laughs> He's getting between us again. It's um, like Renee and Ashley used to be best friends, then Ross happened. Until no, I'm actually the I'm end. Actually, the end of the um, podcast. I um as I've been saying leaning more towards the not enjoying Ross side of things. So we're not fully there yet. But yeah, okay. So so they were talking. She's like, I can't believe you got the thing, whatever. He says, I'm so fun when I'm with you. And she's like, I have to fly home to my home, which is not your apartment. And then he 
acts like a child. Renee, it's your opportunity to shine. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah, he like throws her back. Oh, don't leave. You should just stay. Stay here. You don't need a job or a career or a life. You can just be a kept woman and Okay, so he doesn't actually to say any of that stuff. What is he actually it's like? All what? implied. <laughs> the sub the stage directions say implying kept woman with no job, Ross says. <laughs> Hands her an apron and tells her to get in the kitchen (laughs) where she belongs. No. Here's the thing is that I know that deep down it's that he likes her. Yes. Sorry. And he wants her to – he misses her. And I get that. But he's like, well, what if you just lived here and you stayed here? Oh, but all my friends and family. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that's true. So, so in the initial, but it's like just stay here because I will miss you. Yes, so that's a good reason to blow off work again. He goes one more day, and she's like, the thing that bugs me is that she goes like, Ross, please don't do this again because it's like, yeah, it's obviously not the first time. It's not the first time, and obviously Emily wants to stay too. So it's not like don't make her the bad guy, right? And that's what Ross is doing, and I feel like I just had a breakthrough because I kind of feel like that's what Ross. (laughs) has been doing he made Rachel the bad guy when work got to be full-time or when right. he didn't like he's she so had loving and wonderful but she must be the mean one because she won't stop and have a picnic exactly and so he's making mm-hmm. her the bad guy he's doing yeah. the same with Emily because she has to fly home to her family life and job real okay so world. like maybe Ross should go visit her for once so yeah, that's what I was thinking is like maybe he has. I don't know. We haven't seen it. I, okay. Like does he have Ben every single weekend? I don't think so. And so maybe he can take a weekend that he doesn't have Ben. Well, and also and like, like Emily's just like chilling at his house. I don't see Ben. It's a good point. You so, know, it's not like, oh, you can only come on the weekend. Well, Ben here, Ben's here every weekend. No, he's just shacking up with Emily. Yeah. So I do think that – Getting ear piercings and bad English accents. I do. I do. That did bother me as like, Ross, like, it's been six weeks. She's visited you like three or four times. You've been over there. A lot. Once maybe more off camera. But like, go visit her. Like, I don't don't know. I just feel like he is acting really clingy. And I would be annoyed because if I could picture myself in this situation, like – Obviously, she wants to stay with him, too, and she misses him. Right. But he's, like, she has a job and she has responsibilities just like he does. Yes, he has a son and she doesn't have kids. So there is, like, you know, I'm not, like, saying that's nothing. But it's not, she's not, like, okay, get out of my house, see you never. Like, yeah. this is just well, as he hard doesn't for have her. a lot of custody. He has, like, a couple days a week custody. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, he does still have the added responsibility of, like, co-parenting, you know? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. – that's not nothing. But, like – He's got to pick up that pumpkin head sometime. <laughs> and drop him off to school with his backpack. But, like, I, I'm just saying that, like, it's not It's not like Emily is leaving because she wants to. It's probably easier for her. Right. Totally. And so I just don't like that he's making her the bad guy and that he's just, like, don't pack, don't this, don't that. And it's, like – she wants to be a responsible person. She wants to make it to the airport on time. She doesn't want to have to pack in such a rush that she's on a transatlantic flight all flustered. Like, can you please work with her? Like, you know, I don't know. It just bugs me because it's like you guys both want the same thing, but you're making it as if you're on different sides of this. 
Totally. So, yeah. So, um, then he's, like, complaining to the guys while she's still there. Like, if you're really that bothered, like, maybe help her pack instead of going and talking to Chandler. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> then he's, like, I'm going to ask her to move in with me. That's what I'll do. And they're, like, that's That'll not a good That'll fix idea. all my problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I think you're right when you were saying that it's not about him feeling like it's right, but it's about him maybe like some sort of abandonment thing and just wanting to have somebody because it's still so new. Like, wouldn't it be so fun to go to Paris once a month to go or sorry, London once a month to visit your girlfriend? Like, be so fun. Or go to like meet in Paris. Why don't they do that? Like, I would want to keep that up for a while. That would be Mm -hmm. so fun. It would ben, be move, super fun. Move to Australia, Ben. I want to go visit you there. <laughs> um, Not as fun as getting an earring and taking helicopter lessons, apparently. And playing rugby. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think that he doesn't necessarily want a girlfriend. He wants a cheerleader and an admirer. Um, I don't know if I ever told you about this, but we have a friend, um, Ben and I, who moved to Australia and um he had been dating somebody and then he wasn't and like we visited we were in town for a trip and we visited him and we were just like oh you know has he's a cool guy and so you know we were like how's it going like how's dating and like he shouldn't have he i don't think he has any issues dating but um he hasn't had another girlfriend since that and he was like yeah you know this one was okay that one was fine but like and we and i i don't remember if i asked him what he was looking for or if he just volunteered this information, but he goes, I just want a girl to sit across from me and laugh at my jokes. And Aww. I was like, okay, like red flags. Cause A, I was like, well, then you better make sure you're funny. B, check, you know what I mean? Like, check, question. B, right. Not, not, like, what if she's funny? Like, so, sorry, does she get to have a personality or contribute anything other than just making you feel good about yourself in this relationship? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a weird vibe. And I kind of feel like Ross is pulling the same thing where he just, he wants somebody to, like, tell him how great he is and make him feel super fun. I don't know that he actually wants a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's a good point. So, anyway, um, he goes back upstairs and is like, move in with me. Too soon for that, buddy. I don't know where. This is like can't look away because it's about to get worse and then Emily walks right into it unsuspectingly did nothing wrong and goes look if this was like way in the future and we were getting married then sure and then he's like he like he's like that's the answer well he goes she said the m-word and like turns into a gremlin and she's like oh my gosh no forget it I'm sorry I've scared you and he's like no you're right let's get married and she's like what and then he does this whole, like, that's what you were saying before, when he's like, move here, live here, forget your life and job. Like, this feels so right. He gets all giddy and, like, nervous laughter. It's it yeah. it's too much. Yeah. And all I see is the answer to his problem, which is Emily leaving. So you I think that he wants see. to get married just so she doesn't have to leave? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I think he likes her enough, but I don't think that 
it's marriage is the answer the (laughs) other the only reason to get married is because you're in a loving committing relationship and you're ready to get married it is not the time to get married just because you are pregnant or because you are moving or you miss someone and don't want them to go to the airport or because it's tuesday or like those are not good reasons to get married I just can't emphasize that enough. Like, I don't care (laughs) what the situation is. It's just not worth it because it just ends up being, if you're not in a loving, committed partnership, all it is is a lot of red tape, you know? Yeah. Like government red tape. So it's not worth it, guys. Well, if... That's what I, I so here's what I wrote down as a, a list of alternative solutions um, <laughs> that I'm going to number off on my hand here for you. Like, okay, I don't know what Emily does. I can't remember for work, but like get transferred to the New York office or totally. try to get a job at a global company that has a New York office and see if you can't find a way to like do work there sometimes or get transferred to the New York office, but of a company that also has a London office. So you get sent yep. to London yep. for work once a month or once every couple months, and you get to see your friends and family that way. Like, I don't yep. know, that's an option. I, I'm assuming she has a job that she could do something like that. That's a lot of work. I get it. Here's another one that's not as I, not a great idea, but better than their idea. Um, she could they could have gone and got courthouse married very quietly so that she got a green card and then she has the right to live and work in New York and could have gotten a job there and they could have seen how it went or again could have tried to transfer to like an international I company I feel like that's still messy it's it is if you're getting it's still messy. married for a it's green still card not a, and you're just friends it's still not when a great idea a relationship I feel like to be like oh let's just get courthouse married after six weeks because I miss it's you. It's still not a great idea, but it's better, like better than what they do. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still an option because then that, she could have at know? least been like, I have the right to work in New York. So now my company doesn't have to sponsor me. I can, I don't know. It's still not getting married and moving in with Ross and that being her life. I can, I'm with you. I don't think that was ever going to work. No, it's definitely not. And I, I think that like continuing the long distance thing or like you said like one of them moving getting a job at the other place because obviously Emily is still traveling back and forth a bunch it's not like she couldn't come visit the UK like almost any time yeah you know if she wanted to live in New York and see how it went yeah um and we, we were watching this episode Matt's like see man when Ross is like I always hear about foreigners taking American jobs. That could be you. He's like, man, why has immigration always been painted in such a negative light? I was about to say, like, this is, what, 20 years ago? And people were complaining about it. Like, I know. Yeah. It's always been a thing. And then we went through. We both, like, Matt leans more conservative. I lean more liberal. But we both think that there has to be a better way with immigration. We are not going to get into that tonight. You we don't, don't want have to talk time. for another 10 hours. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Okay. I do, but I also don't. Um, but, you know, I'm like, oh, so close-minded. But really, like, there are opportunities for Emily. I'm sure she could get a job. And if not, um, getting, like, fake real married is also not a great idea. I don't know. It's not no, great. It's, I, did, I didn't say it was great. I said it was another alternative that they could have done 
I still no, I'm saying what their one. plan currently is. I'm oh, saying fake real fake. married because they think they're getting real married. But I'm like, you don't even have a um, real relationship. Well, yeah. I also think like I guess another option is like one of them could have quit their job or taken a sabbatical and just like gone and lived in the other place for like three months to see what it feels like. Yeah. And just see if you enjoy it before you marry a stranger. Anyway, um, so <laughs> that's just us, though. Yeah, I'm not a helpless romantic, so this is never going to work for me. This never would have been my timeline. Um, but then Ross proposes with his earring. And oh, I know cringe. it's just I just it's all such a train wreck. And so then um, they rush over to the apartment to tell everybody. And everyone oh. is understandably confused um and then rachel comes out of the room where she's re removing back into her bedroom and is like yeah i heard congratulations and she's real sweet about it and then everybody is kind of like yay congrats and it's just real cringy it is i feel so bad i think she handles it so well in the moment she does um it's she really like, does. It, it made me really sad. Like, that would be such – basically overhearing from the other room that your ex was getting married would be, like, such a blow. Wouldn't you just want to close the door and not come uh-huh, out? Uh-huh, and pretend like, like you weren't there. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Night-night. I don't know how I would have, like, yeah, held my head up like she does. She did such a great job. And to, like, yeah. hug them and kind of, like, not yeah. give the nod that it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she was super diplomatic about it. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know what the alternative is. It's not like you can be, like, ridiculous. You guys haven't even known each other. You can't yeah. do that. That That's makes you I look thought. insane, right? That's why I was like, but what else would they have said in this situation? I, I, I think that for everybody else to kind of be quiet and Rachel to kind of, like, give her blessing for lack of better word is um is very brave and and uh takes a lot of gumption in the moment to yeah pull off i agree um and she seems shocked but happy for them yeah she does seem Um, like yeah she really does put on a brave face but we all know the truth and we all know what's to go <laughs> oh yeah so uh, um that is she's, in the next she handles it well for now for now true <laughs> Not um for long yeah so that's that but um i guess yeah i it's i i think you're right like it's all a bit hasty what are they supposed to say like Guys, this is – I mean, I guess they could have. They stopped Phoebe when she was going to have the embryos, and they could have been like, wow, this is fast. I mean, Emily kind of, I guess, nips it in the bud when she goes, we know this is fast, but it just feels right. And so, like, how do you argue with that? I also think they're kind of fighting an uphill battle with Emily being there. If it was just Ross, they might have been able to say something. But are you going to say that in front of the girl, too? You know, yeah, that you, who don't you really like know don't that know well. that well. Yeah. You don't no, want it to because I'd I think that anything his friends would say would feel very like accusatory of her. Yeah. And I think it just that would suck. It pushes him more into her arms against mm-hmm. them, which I think ends yeah. up kind of being what happens anyway. But um, totally. Yeah, I agree with you. So let's leave it there for now. Should we? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
Oh, and the one thing I have to mention that I forgot too is when Phoebe walks in the first time and she's wearing Santa pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually rewound that scene because I started it and then Matt came in and he's like, I was laughing and he could hear me laughing from the other room. And he's Aww. like, I love when you laugh when you watch Friends because you've seen it a million times, right. but yet you still laugh. And I'm like, this scene is so funny. And it's I was like, with the Santa pants. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, we have to rewatch this. So I backed up and we rewatched it. And I laughed Santa again. Santa Claus's pants. Santa Claus's pants. I just, I love when she goes, they're so comfortable. And like kicks her so leg out. Like Lisa Kudrow, how I are you know. so funny? But I'm like, who thought? No, oh, they're definitely maternity pants. They even came with a list of baby names. Baby these names. names are good, and these names are bad. It is too. It's good. so funny. Like, and she's like, oh, <laughs> it's so good. I love it so much. I just, they're so clever. I don't know how they came up with that. I don't know either. It's just too funny. So thank you, everybody who wrote that, and Lisa. Thank you, for Brightman, Kaufman, Crane executing it flawlessly okay i think um i think we let that one be it for now it's it's okay. been a hasty haste um, oh so hasty and next week we're gonna do episode 20 the one with all the wedding dresses this is such a good episode i'm so excited me too all right you guys we will see okay. you next week bye see you then bye